growing up, you know, we expect more out of a person that is 18 or 19 years old than we do a three or four year old. So when we talk about uh, maturity, you know, when we look at Galatians, let's have two verses here, and uh, I'm going to try to get so, which would be very hard for me to do, but give uh, uh, the sound room a copy of my message, or at least the, in order the uh, uh, verses that I w- would use. But Galatians chapter 4, Galatians chapter 4, notice God said in verse, uh, Galatians 4 verse 12, Ephraim who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salute you always laboring reverently for you in prayers, that he may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Now, that's what maturity is. You know, that ought to be our goal. Our goal is that each year we have a birthday, each year we have a spiritual birthday, we become more accountable to God than we were the year before. If we're not, then we're not growing. And we would be very concerned about our children if they were growing and normally it appeared till they get about eight or nine years old and then they stop developing. We would be concerned about that. Well, I think God is concerned if we want to use that term. I know that other, you know, I was very concerned I'm concerned about my kids now. Uh, but when we, uh, I'm going to put some pictures up on the board from time to time, but, but I mean, you know, uh, I was very pleased with all three of my kids outwardly as they grew until they got to a certain age. And uh, that's what happens to us. We get saved, we're satisfied because we know, hey, I, if I die, I'm going to heaven. And then we got to ask our, ourselves, what are you basing that on? You know, we want our child, you know. I think Josie, she just came back from seeing her. She's healthy and growing. And, but she wants, and Jacob wants, like all parents, wants that kid to continue to grow physically. But we also want our kids to grow spiritually. And the only way that we can be the proper mom and dad, according to the word of God, is that we got to grow along with them and try to stay ahead of them. It's hard to stay ahead of the teenagers because they catch on, you know, they can do... Uh, Facebook and iPhone and all that stuff, you know, where I struggle. But that's not going to, God is not going to look at me or 
look at my kids or my grandkids, you know. We were talking about Parker. I was over at Kim's last year, not last year, the year before that, as Thanksgiving, and me and Parker was over there in the corner. He was showing me how to play some games, you know, and he looked up at me and said, it's a serious heart attack. He said, Papa, how many times I got to show you? You know, because he probably called on to it the first time. He had done showed it to me seven, eight times. I said, let's play checkers. You know, you, you change it. So we know as we grow older, or at least I haven't, I don't catch on as fast. I'm not as, you know, quick doing those type things. But being saved, you know, as I uh, said, you know, I'm... Uh, been saved 54, almost 55 years. I ought to learn something in those 55 years. That's called growth. Now, when we look at another scripture in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. Paul said here in the 14th uh, verse of the 4th chapter, that we henceforth be no more children. Now, remember, Ephesians is a church letter talking to the church at Ephesus. It's important that we know who is being addressed, who is talking, what frame are we talking in and he said that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and throw carried about with every wind of doctrine I believe after being saved as long as I have been saved been preaching as long as I've been preaching I ought to be able to tell somebody why this is not acceptable to the Lord This Sunday is Easter for most people. It's not Easter for me because they don't even know when he died. They don't know when he arose. So if you want to have an Easter egg hunt, that's your business. But you shouldn't even think about having it in the church or on the church grounds. Why? Because God said, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and throw and carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now, that head, he is the head of the church. I may be the pastor, but Christ is the head. So if the Bible says one thing and I say another, you follow Christ. But as as I said, because God placed me here, if you disagree with me, you ought to come to me privately. Show me why you disagree. Not gather a a corn like you're going to get rid of a basketball coach. That's not as has done. So what are some facts about spiritual maturity? It's not automatic. 
we can say, well, you know, he's been saved 40 years. Well, but as you know, there are people graduating from high school now that they're not educated. They don't know squat, about squat. Because the laws of our land tells you you can't hold them back, you know. It's going to affect them if you do. So, you know, we work around it. God said, God said that uh, we need to understand some facts about spiritual maturity. It's not automatic. Henrietta can come here in church three times a week, sit on the front row, look at me, follow me. But if she hasn't prepared to worship, she'll leave and go home just the way she came in. Worship is preparation. It's preparation. A good meal is preparation. I know for the last four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten years, I buy the groceries. I mean, I go to the store and I actually pick them out. So I know for her to put on a Thanksgiving dinner, there's got to be some ingredients brought into the house or you won't have a Thanksgiving dinner. Well, there's got to be some ingredients come into my spiritual soul if I'm going to grow. And what is it? Prayer and Bible reading. And, and, you know, and I understand a lot of people's eyes won't allow them to read. That's why they have cassette tapes, CDs, DVDs, you know. So whether you read it or listen to it, and then a lady told me, but Pastor, if I listen to it, I don't get a lot out of it. Do you get any? Oh, yeah, I get some. A little bit is better than nothing. I've been reading Proverbs for years. You know, a chapter a day. You would think I'd have Proverbs memorized, but I'm still finding things that I haven't seen in it before because I wasn't ready for it. not automatic. Hebrews 5, 12, and 13 will tell you that. It is a process. Growing in Christ, learning the word of God is a process. That means you learn a little bit at a time. God says here in 2 Peter, notice with me please, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Now, when you look at Second Peter, the third chapter, and the 18th verse, you'll see that God said, But grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. That means as long as I'm living, I ought to be growing in grace. Habits of a disciple is given. And I always say that because I, whether you realize, I don't know how many churches y'all been in all your life, but uh, there's, there's months I never even mentioned money. 
I mean, you know, I think that as a as a Christian, you know, I don't think nobody should tell me if I've got a child at home, you know, you know it's your responsibility because you're married and you're a daddy. God tells me it's my responsibility to take care of my kids. And we know in this day, how do we do it? We've got to have so much money. But giving, God can't use your money if that's the only thing you're giving. You've got to give yourself. Because you give yourself, God will get the money. Because he'll bless you so, give you a better job, however he wants to do it, give you better buying and selling strategies so that you can make it. And in fellowship, you cannot grow in grace and knowledge unless you fellowship. And when do you fellowship? You might say, I'm not a person that goes out to lunch and but play ball. and Your fellowship, unless you're sick or providential hindrance, is in the house of God three times a week. And I'm thankful for Facebook Live. But I'm only reaching three or four members on Facebook Live. I'm thankful for the people. I'm thankful for that girl that said she was saved through my preaching on Facebook Live. But God placed me here. Now, how can I become a disciple? we got to develop disciple habits. You know, that's, that's how we do it. It's not automatic. It is a process. It takes discipline. We've got to spend time with God. We've got to stand in prayer and giving and fellowship. There's a process. Now, we went through that hurry because we want to get to the last points tonight. How to begin and maintain spiritual habits. Number one, you've got to have a desire. You know. And when you have a wife that's sick or a husband that's sick or a child is sick, it comes as your habit that you've got to learn to do some things. And I've always cooked, you know, a hamburger on the grill, you know, a the sandwich. I even fried some potatoes the other night. Made some gravy for the first time. I don't need no woman. You know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you know. So see, but you've got to learn because that woman may not be able to do that. And a lot of men say, well, but that happens, I'll just buy out. I don't have that money. I've got too many doctor bills. 
If I don't pay the doctor bills, they won't doctor my wife. See, so I'm talking about the how to begin and maintain spiritual habits. You've got to have a desire. You've got to have a desire. Now, and I can't answer that for you. You can't answer that for me. But you ought to be asked, if I ask everybody in this room tonight, do you have a desire to be a disciple of the Lord? In other words, do you have a desire to be used? You know, like I told the brother that, you know, that's this great Facebook thing, you know, you're, you're preaching too, too much, you know, you've got to keep it. Got to give them a little bit at a, at a time, you know. I don't know anybody. I didn't think that many people that even read those things. But you ought to read his. He does a great job on the Lord's Supper, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, Halloween, those things that Baptists don't want to hear anymore. You know, so he puts it out there which shows that Wesley has a desire to learn. So you've got to maintain some spiritual habits. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 2, notice what God said. Galatians 3, 2 said, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. No, we got to be honest with ourselves. I don't, you know, I've never been in y'all's houses sitting, watching through the window or anything, seeing what you're doing. That's between you and the Lord. But I'm telling you, if you, if you want to grow, you've got to have a desire. And that desire has got to be in a form of a habit. Habit. You say, I don't have any habits. Sure you do. Some of you wash on a certain day. Some of you cook a certain meal on a certain day. You know. We all have habits. Where is the habit of desiring to be a more useful child of God in the kingdom of God? Step number two, decision. First you get a desire, then you make the decision. If you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. Well, as soon as, uh, you know, this situation, Lord, I'm going to get back serving you. All you did was say, God, I'm, I'm going to have an extension on this thing. You've got to work through it. You've got to work through it. You can have health problems, which if you yielded to those health problems, you would become useless. You know, we know there are some health problems that you've got to surrender we're not saying that. We're simply saying 
decisions. First you get a desire, then you make a decision. Remember, if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. You know, it's just really simple. It's not hard. It's just that we have got to go over and through all of these things so that we do not, we do not let uh, Satan keep us from being the disciple, being the worker of God that he wants us to be. Third, declaration. You make a covenant resolution. The power of the vow is awesome. More than New Year's resolutions. Baptists are good for New Year's. You should make a New Year's resolution, Earl. Yeah, my goal for next year is read the Bible through. And then January... First, second, the third, fourth, I'm doing good. And then the fifth, the wife gets sick, sixth, the dog got sick, and we're back to the same old thing. Because whenever we make a de- decide to do something, you better believe the devil's going to throw everything he can at you. So we got to understand that. Notice with me in the book of Psalms. I believe it's Psalm 76. Psalm 76 and verse 11. God said, Vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. Now, it's not talking about gifts that you go to Coles and buy or gifts it, when, when God is speaking here, these bring presents unto him. Come before the Lord. Here I am again, Lord. I need you. See, a true mom and dad wants their kids to share their problems. If they're hurting, they want to know about that. They want to tell that child, I love you, I'm praying for you, I'm here for you. God is here for me. So what do we do? Vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be around about him bring uh, presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. What has this country done the last two years? They've depended on the government to get rid of a virus. And what has happened? Your gas is higher, your groceries is higher, everything is higher because that's the reason Mr. Biden was elected because God's judgment is upon America. Determination. It takes 7 to 21 
repetitions to learn something. Got to do it. Some of you will learn faster. Got to do it seven to 21 times. But we learn how to do what we want to. You know, a lot of people I know personally, you probably know them too. I'll never learn this iPhone. Now you see Granny in the doctor's office with the iPhone. Doing her thing. Why? Because she found out that I can communicate with my kids and my grandkids, and I find out who's separated from who and who's cheating on who. And I mean, you you got it all right here. And you got all you need right here. When we say, I don't have time to do this or I can't do this, we've got to have priorities. At my house for the last few years, my priority has been my wife. You know why? Because God said we're one. When I'm sick, she's there for me. When she's sick, I'm I'm there for her. That's the way it is. But God is with both of us. I got a puppy, and when my puppy gets sick, I take my puppy to the vet. But before the vet ever sees her, I've talked to God about her. Before I drove find out one of my kids is messing up, you know. I talked to to the father about it first. But step four, we've got to have some determination. You know, that's why it takes seven to 21 repetitions to learn something. If you're going to have a quiet time, you've got to do it for about 21 days before you start getting into the sense of it. You know, it's it's got to do it. Got to do it. What do you want? I want to start my day off with reading and praying. God causes my wife to have a hard time going to sleep, so she sleeps in. I go to bed at 10. I'm up at 5. If I go to bed at 1, I'm still up at 5. That's probably maybe that's why I'm sick a lot. I don't get to rest, but it's always been that way. But if I'm up for 5, you know, I'm going to take advantage of it. going to study, I'm going to read, I'm going to pray, I'm going to meditate. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 
1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, God said here in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, And verse 24, he said, Knowing not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that he may obtain. Now, what does that got to do with anything? To win that race, there was many hours and many days of practice. You know, me pronouncing biblical words right, I would get a minus eight grade, you know. But what I do is that when I'm listening to Proverbs, when I'm reading Proverbs, I'm also listening to Proverbs. And the man that is pronouncing, he knows how to do it. And if I hear it enough, I can at least say it so you know what I'm talking about. That takes time. It takes study. But God said, you know, it takes 7 to 21 repetitions. You've got to really want something, you know. Step five, you do it. Whenever you feel the slightest urge of of prompting, do it. If it's if it's running, if it's studying the Bible, whatever it is, if the devil didn't put that in your mind, it don't have to be a, a certain time. I don't feel like I'm a I'm a bad Christian if I don't read my Bible at five o'clock every morning. Whenever that urge is, that's not the devil talking to you. That's the Lord's talking to you. So we need to understand that, see. So what is the purpose of the whole church meeting together? Well, we're going to have a good service if the members have prepared. What do you do? Today is Wednesday. What are you going to do to prepare for Sunday? Do you know how to prepare for Sunday? You know, these are personal questions. I know people don't like to answer them. But, you know, I found out just, you know, know, I see some of the meals that Tracy puts on you know, they had this for, for supper. I said, I'd have to practice about 20 years, you know, before I could do that. I'm going to be dead before 20 years, so I'm just going to major on the things that I, you know. I don't have that soup every day. It don't bother me. Now, what am I saying? I may not ever accomplish what I want, but I can accomplish something.
whatever we determine in the scriptures revealed as a goal of the congregation setting, it must be something that is done in an orderly manner. There's three, four of you told me in the last couple of weeks that I, I really like that. You know. Then one or two that said, I don't like that in the church. I said, well, maybe we can put one outside. You know, we'll have one outside and one on the inside. What's that hurt? It's a benefit. Because however they do it, they can have it up there before I find it. Am I preaching? But you ought to be finding it. Whatever is included as a part of a worship, it must be only things that serve to build up and encourage those who attend. You know, we uh, let's look at First Corinthians chapter ten, verse sixteen and seventeen. God said here, the cup of blessings which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? I mean, so, you know, and, and I know that not everybody, because everybody's time has changed and everybody's in, but, you know, the best Lord's Supper we ever had was when we had it on Saturday night. We, we just came in. Everybody wasn't talking about what they seen the day before or what they're going to do tomorrow. Walked into church quite. May play a song, may not play a song, but, you know. Got up and walked out. It blessed my heart. So they showed that I am sacrificing a part of my day to commune with God. Then in the 11th chapter, verse 23 and 24, God said, since this is the next chapter over, for I have received the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And I'm excited about this Lord's Supper because for the first time in my ministry, we're going to have the juice right. We're going to buy the drapes. I'm going to squeeze the juice out of them on Saturday night if we had it on Sunday. Friday, we're going to have it on Saturday. 
and that juice out of that fresh grape, strange, so it's just the pure juice. That's what represents the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, then my friend I was talking about earlier, he said that the people of certain churches and pastors said, you know, wine is the element because drinking wine is not wrong unless you get drunk. I bet he went to college. He hadn't been drinking. Because what you will find out that we who I used to drink a lot, and sometimes I had to drink a whole lot without ever getting high, the next night or two, uh, next week, so I drank a couple, and I was out of it. It affects you in different ways. And see, there's always those people who say, well, I know when to stop. So if you can drink up until you know it's time to stop, it's no different than drinking Pepsi until you've got to stop. Pure. Pure. I got a thing from Welch's that said, if you go to the store and buy Welch's grape juice, it doesn't have any leaven in it. I've got a certificate from the Welch's Grape Company that says it is pure. So what's the deal? Do they take those grapes and strain them and, and fresh and, and bottle them up and put them in a bottle and you don't know how long they're there? Make a good drink. I like grape juice. You ain't drank grape juice until you take those grapes and squash them and strain it. Pure. Represent the pure blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praising God with the singing of songs. know about singing the more you sing the better you get right when me and Donald Ritchie and Bobby Wall and Mark was here with the drums we sung we practiced every week I got so I could carry it in didn't know what chord I was in but you know it's practice And we want to sing to the best of our ability for the Lord. I mean, everything we do, shouldn't we want to be done the best we can do? I may never be as good as somebody else. That's not my goal. My goal is just give God the very best I have to offer. And lastly, accommodations for not just the believer, but the unbeliever as well. We need, you know, what can I do? You can say, we may not have enough visitors for until the Lord comes back, but somebody ought to give that visitor a card 
be at the door when that veteran said, uh, we'd like to have the car that you had, had time to what do you do with that? Well, we do with the one I just got that visit. I, I probably, you know, I thought somebody gave her a card and they did, and I thought they put it in the box. But I don't have the key to the box, so I don't know whether it's in the box or not. But I found out what her name, address, and, you know, so I called her. And I apologized for not getting back to her sooner. Glad to have her, her background at Church of Christ. If there's anything that I know as well as I do Baptist doctrine, it's Church of Christ doctrine. It's wrong. It's wrong. Why that I got a grandson that in the thing he got to go to that organization, you know. And when he gets a certain age, I'm gonna do everything I can to get him moved over so he don't have to go to that. So well, a nine, ten year old child ought to go where they want. Yeah, they ought to be able to drink for what they want to, smoke whatever they want to, cuss how they want to, watch kind of movies they want to. No, they don't. They're a child. And if you let them, God will hold you responsible. Now, if you teach them and they go out, that's nothing you can do about it. See, it isn't enforcing, it's teaching it. I can't make anybody believe the doctrines of grace. But I'm not... It's going to stop believing what God has taught me and can show it in the Word because somebody gets offended. Edification from every aspect of the worship ought to be expected. God ought to be lifted up. I appreciate the job Brother Steve did this Sunday. I hope y'all told him that. Let me do a little bragging on the lesson and not the person that delivered it. Sunday morning Sunday school was tough. It was good. Everybody needs it. But everything that man said in the worship service was right down the line. He's not a licensed preacher. He's just a saved person. And not everybody can do that. I understand that. But you can do something that nobody else can do. You know. And I want to close with this foolishness. When somebody mentions Crow's Law, you know whose name comes to my mind. The birthday girl used to make the best coleslaw you ever ate. So we're going to have a short prayer, and then we're going to sing happy birthday to the birthday girl.